and you're like, all right, what is the cheapest house in Palo Alto? And it was, you know, I think $650,000, and it was East Palo Alto, and literally the pictures had police tape around it. And then you're like, all right, well, what does 650000 get me in Lincoln? And, and it came back zero because there wasn't anything that expensive at the time. <laughs> From Grindstone, this is Nebraska Made, a narrative journey through the lives of Nebraska's most inspiring business leaders. We unpack the intimate details of how our guests navigated obstacles and built their companies in pursuit of the good life. I'm JT Martin, and today's guest is the former president of the Nebraska Angels Network and founder of Enterprise Legal Studio, Bart Dillashaw. Bart Dillashaw is an extremely humble Silicon Valley transplant. He spent the first part of his career as an attorney rubbing shoulders with Mark Cuban and Elon Musk and learning about corporate law at some of the most innovative tech companies in the country. You wouldn't know that he has such a heavyweight resume when you sit down with him because in person, he's the definition of Nebraska nice. So I was born in Houston, Texas um, and grew up there, went to high school and then, um, uh, you know, eventually made my way to Austin, the University of Texas, where I went for undergrad. Through high school, probably my big thing that I did was uh, was like drama. So I was in like plays and sort of speech and debate a little bit. Um, so I think a little bit of, you know, what later became liking to either argue or get up in front of people or talk to people, um, you know, that, that sort of expressed herself in, in that way. Uh, I graduated with a sociology degree, which sort of inherently meant I didn't have any practical skills um, and, and kind of figured that I needed to learn how to do something. Um, so, uh, you know, ironically, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Pricewaterhouse at that time, you know, was hiring and it was really busy. And so they got essentially desperate for people and so started hiring sort of non-accounting majors. Um, I had expressed sort of an interest in sort of tech type of uh, companies. So they were like, oh, we've got this, um, we've got this little new company down in downtown, um, downtown Dallas. They're um, brand new. I've uh, got about 20 employees, but, you know, they're growing pretty fast. There's a lot of people interested in them. They, they stream radio over the Internet. This is a very new concept at the time. And uh, so, I, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that does sound cool. So I you know, start working there. And, you know, I, literally there are 20 people there, and I'm one of the low-level, um, you know, one of the, the low-level auditors on it. But get to know people, and they're doing amazing things. And, and basically over the course of two years, I saw this company go from 20 employees to about 100. Two years later, they got by they got uh, bought by Yahoo for five billion dollars. And with so a that B? Com- yeah, that company was yeah with a B. <laughs> um, that company was Broadcast.com, and it was Mark Cuban's company. So that was my exposure to startups and entrepreneurship and early stage venture practice. And needless to say, I was like, this is cool. This is a lot of fun. I wanna, I wanna do this. I wanna hang out with these kinds of people, and I wanna be a part of this world. And uh, and kind of had looked around and like, are oh, the accountants? No, I definitely don't wanna do that. They're not having any fun. The bankers, they work too hard. The lawyers, okay, they seem like they get to do a lot of this stuff. They work hard, but not as hard as the bankers. And and I was like, okay, yeah. So I wanna. This is what I wanna do. So Bart goes to Texas Law with the goal of working for a tech company in Silicon Valley one day. 
In law school, he clerked for one of the biggest Silicon Valley firms and graduates in 2002, right after the dot-com bubble burst. So not the best time. But he still goes to Palo Alto and works for the same law firm that did the underwriting for broadcast.com. But Bart learned quickly that California wasn't exactly a walk in the park. And of course, then I get there and you're like, wow, this is a lot of work. <laughs> Not as fun. I wish I would yeah, have like, been wait, a sales guy or something. Like what happened to like all the like billionaires like driving around in like a new Porsche every day? Like that's sweet. I'm like shuffling paper at two o'clock in the morning. Like hold on, and for some like startup that's not getting bought by Yahoo, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the, the core of my practice was, you know, working with uh, venture companies, venture-backed companies, um, and, and basically public tech companies. So I had clients like uh, uh, Logitech, you know, we did a lot of their sort of domestic acquisition work, um, worked for companies like Google. You know, Google's a big client of the firm, and, you know, they were always doing sort of crazy stuff. Um, you know, it was really fun to work on IPOs, and there's a lot of energy associated with that. You know, maybe a good story is I was not working on the Tesla IPO, but I was doing another IPO when Tesla was doing theirs. So, you know, I didn't get to work on it, but I saw Elon Musk in the hall. Um, I don't know if that counts. That counts. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what did you think about Nebraska growing up? Did it ever cross <laughs> your mind? Did you ever think? Think about the state that was two states above you? Yeah, I mean, no, uh, not at all. Uh, you know, it was corn and obviously the Huskers, but like I wasn't like a huge college football fan at the time. So it was basically a, a non-issue. So the reason I'm in Nebraska now is my wife's originally from Nebraska. And so when we first started dating in, um, in, in California, I was like the typical sort of, you know, coastal kind of person. I was like, Nebraska, now that's in Minnesota, right? Like that's a city next to Wisconsin, Doma, something. It was really funny because she didn't do a whole lot of to break through whatever stereotypes I had had because I think we, were, we wanted to go watch a Husker game, right? And we're in San Francisco, so we go to the Husker bar. Um, and I'm like, all right, meet a girl from Nebraska. She wants to go see a Husker game. All right, that's cool. You know, we go to see a Husker game and, and I'm like, oh, it's a small state. You probably know a bunch of people here. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. So we walk in. The first two people she sees, she's like, oh, hey, yeah, you went to high school with my brother. Oh, yeah, you went to high school with my sister. And I was like, you're kidding me, right? And they're like, yeah, oh, no, I know Chris from, you know, such and such. I was like, wow, okay. Like, I guess Nebraska really is a small town. And did that impress you or did that kind of turn you off? Both, right? I mean, like, it was... Um, like it was, there's something kind of cool about like being from someplace that not as many people are. It, you know, I'm from Texas, right? So that you know, if it doesn't offend you, it certainly doesn't oppress, uh, doesn't impress you. Um, <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, but it's not a commodity to be that versus you know, Nebraska. There's something unique about it, and it was really cool to, you know, sort of like oh, it's kind of one degree of separation from folks, I guess. And uh, since moving here, I've I've really learned that like, yeah. I, kind of is, you know, maybe one and a half degrees of separation from everyone. And um, and I've really come to enjoy that. I mean, there's, there's a huge strength that comes from that kind of community. There's probably no better place to be working in, in law with, with these type of companies than in Silicon Valley in the 2000s, right? Like Uber and them came a little bit later, but you were kind of laying the groundwork for all this and you were really at the at the forefront. Yeah, certainly in sort of the center of the universe at that time for that sort of thing. Now, kind of, I think there was a little bit of, you know, 
once you're whatever on the other lawn you realize oh the grass isn't that much greener actually like it's still still green you know yeah. it's still kind of grass right. um so there was uh perhaps a little bit of uh, uh disenchantment and and it's uh you know it's shocking but having kids changes your life a lot mm-hmm. and, you know they, they, sh- they should tell you that and so uh started having kids you know the the work life balance was just not in whack like one of the things that drove it home was so like my my wife's parents had come to come visit us and they were staying in our apartment for a week and I didn't see them because I was getting home at you know two o'clock in the morning and then back at work by like six and so like literally I didn't see them for the entire week that they were here and they were living in our apartment um and you sort of have moments like that and you're like this is not this is not sustainable, this isn't what any of us want. Um, and that's when we sort of like, all right, well, where, where, where do we want to be? And we looked around and Austin was on the list and we looked at a bunch of other places. Uh, Nebraska was obviously on the list. My wife's family um, is still is from Lincoln. And so that was, that was a huge draw. And so in 2010, you know, finally got a job here, someone that was going to be willing to hire me. So I was like, okay, um, I guess let's do this and, and moved. And uh, to your point about initial impressions with, you know, Nebraska, um, I, I was worried because when we started looking, like, literally, I was like, okay, well, you know, where does Nebraska rank on, you know, venture capital, like the amount of venture capital that, that's done? And, you know, there's, there's lots of reports that you had. And the first one that I looked at, you know, said for, you know, 2000, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, had like five years of history. Nebraska ranked 51st in the United States with the amount of venture capital. It was behind Washington, D.C. Um, and you're like, okay, this may be more of an issue than I thought. Um, but, you know, found, found, a, found a firm that still uh, did, like, public securities work, so there was a little bit of a, um, a type of transition that I could take my skill set and use it, not necessarily for tech stuff, but for other types of companies. But, yeah, I was highly intimidated because I was like, well, I'm the tech lawyer. I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, in Nebraska when we got here, but kind of got really lucky, I'll say, because, you know, right around that time, there was a little bit of momentum in the the, the local sort of scene to try to come together. Silicon Prairie News was just getting, um, you know, founded. Um, you know, the Nebraska Angels were sort of taken off. And so, like, there were a couple different little communities. That I was like, oh, okay, all right, I can I can do this. You know, there's there's some there's some entrepreneurial activity here and, and kind of, you know, like, all right, well, I'm going to go hang out with these people. I'm sure there's nothing I can do, but, you know, it'll be fun. Uh, Nebraska Angels was, you know, was one of those groups that um, someone sort of introduced me to. And I was like, yeah, okay, that, yeah, that, that'll be good. Like, I, you know, they, they look with startups. I can kind of get my fix um, and be a part of that. And this is where Bart's story takes a turn. Nebraska Angels is an angel network of 80 individual investors that look to provide seed and early stage funding to local startups and entrepreneurs. As of today, they've deployed over $39 million across 56 portfolio companies. And how it works is founders come in, they pitch the angels, and they're typically looking to raise 500K to a million dollars for their startup. Well, on the angel side, it takes a ton of due diligence to vet and screen all of these investments. So by acting as a network, they have a lot more combined knowledge and capital that they can pool together. 
Just to give you an idea, the Angels have led the first round for Flywheel, they were the first convertible notes into Bulu, the first money into Open Doors, the first outside money into Company Cam, and they were the lead investors at Travify and LiveBy. So needless to say, they've been pretty successful this decade. And Bart's timing moving to Nebraska couldn't have been any better because he played an influential role in all of these deals. And at this point, you're kind of thinking, okay, you're going to be sort of a big fish in a small pond because you've been kind of rubbing shoulders with Elon Musk, you know? No, not even. I, I thought I was a fish out of water uh, because it was so, you know? <laughs> like, and you know, this is 2010. Elon Musk wasn't really Elon Musk then. Um, I mean, he was coming off of PayPal, but, you know, he was not a household name. Um, so, like, no one would... No one would care. I mean, no one knew the firm that I worked with or, you know, had any sort of conception. So, like, all of my sort of, like, credentials didn't really mean a whole lot, you know, around here. But what was nice and where it kind of started to pay off was, in like, one of the Nebraska Angels meetings, they, you know, they had some term sheet that was done for a deal, and they're kind of looking at it, and they're kind of talking amongst themselves of, you know, what do you think this means? And I was like, well raise my hands like, well actually it means this and you don't want it to be that way because you want it to be over here and you really want to change this and they're like ah have you done this before well yeah this is this kind of what i used to do for a living like ah really tell me more um and so that was sort of like i was like okay good you know maybe there's something for me to do here and that, that was uh, how i kind of got sucked into the nebraska angels um and then eventually became sort of president of that group you know, it was an early stage group, so like, you know, it's like any charity organization, right? You know, they're, they're anybody that's willing to put in the time, they're gonna take it, right? Um, so, you know, to be the, 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 the guy that's like, I love doing this, please let me know exactly how I can help. I think they were like, great, you know, here's the shovel, <laughs> like, we, you tell us when it's enough. Um, and like, we don't have any money and we don't have any clients. We're not going to pay you, but we can call you president, maybe. <laughs> maybe they give you a stack of business cards. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> like, you want a t-shirt um, and a title? Okay. Uh, I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and so that, that's kind of how it went. And I was, again, it's super excited. It's the stuff that I love doing. I, I mean, I guess back when you started doing this in 2010, right? Mm -hmm. Was Steve Keen doing things in Nebraska? What was going on in Nebraska? So, was Huddle in a little so Huddle office? Was, um, yeah, so Huddle was three years old at that point. Okay. They were known quantity. They were obviously going places, but I don't think they had um, they quite hit the, the inflection point yet. Uh, Steve Keen uh, had just founded Nebraska Global. Um, so like that was like Nebraska Global, I think was founded in 2010 as well. Um, and so they were they were taken off. Um, so there was a little bit going. There was on. A, yeah, there was a little Tiny bit going bit. on. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it was it was fun when I got here because it wasn't like a total desert. You know, there there were little islands that I could go talk to and have fun and get affiliated with. Um, but I do feel like we've got way more going on right now. I mean, just seeing the growth that's happened in the hay market and you know, Huddle is obviously huge and a great success. But you know, you also have. Capstone and Company Cam and Open Doors and Builder Trend up in Omaha and we've had exits with like Flywheel and yeah. um, and Grindstone Media and Grindstone Media <laughs> absolutely yeah when all this happens um, you know I'm, I'm getting more and more involved in the Nebraska Angels in 2010 and you know and, and I'm starting to get some exposure and starting to pick up a few clients you know uh, you know helping them you know with some of this stuff uh, it starts taking over more and more of my life. And uh, the firm that I was at at the time, it was not 
that wasn't the type of, of law that they practiced. So, um, so I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can go back to the, the type of work that I love. Uh, in 2015, I kind of was at a point where like, all right, look, I want to do things the way I want to do things. Um, I've got, you know, enough people uh, or I've got enough, you know, clients that I think I can make this happen. The decision point was one of my clients, I think I can say Open Doors, was uh, doing a financing and I called uh, the, the CEO and I was like, all right, you guys are doing this financing, you're going to use me, right? And, and, and if I leave, you'll still work with me, not just my firm, right? And kind of got the, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I don't even know anybody else at your firm. So, okay, all right. Okay, good. All right. So I've got that deal. I can go do this. That was my final decision point to say like, all right, I'm going out on my own. I'm hanging out a shingle and uh, I'm just going to go do my own thing. And so literally bought a computer and a website and popped it open in, you know, in the, the, my spare bedroom, started closing deals, was lucky enough to have a lot of my clients come with me, um, looked like it was going to work and, uh, and, and sort of got busier and busier and the firm was founded in 2015 and now we're up to what four lawyers and two staff and three of counsel and um you know it, it, it seems to be working so far wow yeah and i mean nebraska is really kind of poised for a lot of startup growth here in the next decade too it seems like you know enterprise is in a perfect place to kind of support a lot of these companies and you know as nebraska yeah. kind of takes off you you've kind of been in the driver's seat this entire time yeah i, I have been through through I've, I've absolutely no um strategy on my end i i was lucky to be kind of in the right place at the right time with the right background um so that when i got here there just weren't a lot of people that had a background into adventure work and so that's given me you know uh, the ability to sort of you know have a little bit of a competitive advantage and going to work with companies and then now that we've been doing it for 10 years you know we've got a good position in that and yeah i'm extremely bullish on you know the future of uh, nebraska and startups and um, you know it's fun what was it about nebraska that helped you get to where you are today so i, I can tell you it goes back to that first meeting at the final final uh, with my wife when she walked in and immediately recognized two of the three people it is that community that is very very close where everyone is one to two degrees of separation it allows a it allows information to travel extremely quickly and that's awesome i mean that you know for a startup and for you know even my own business the ability to sort of like all right who can help me with this and if there is that resource within you know my region i'm one to two degrees of separation from that and that is, um, I mean, that, that, that is really unique. That doesn't exist in other places. Uh, other places are either too big or too small or not connected enough. But for whatever reasons, um, you know, I, I really love the community here and, and how willing people are to talk to each other, how willing people are to help out. And, and again, just how quickly you can kind of get to the resources that you need to get to. Yeah. You can have conversations with people who really can make impacts here really quickly. They pick up the phone. Yeah, absolutely. Today, Bart is still very active in the Nebraska Angels and hopes to help more Nebraskan companies grow in the coming decade. I'm JT Martin, and this has been a Grindstone production. Grindstone is one of the premier production and marketing firms here in Lincoln, offering everything you need to grow your business from video and podcast production to social media management and media buying. 
You can learn more by visiting grindstoneagency.com. It's neat that you're telling these stories. Um, and, and I'm glad that it's getting out there because it is. It's a part of creating our identity as a state and as a community. Thank you.